Wednesday, June 15th, and you're listening to episode 25 of the Chasing Points podcast, your weekly dive into the world of sports. I'm Sam. And I'm Brandon, the pissed off Nets fan. Hey. Hey. Hi. Man, looking ahead tonight, we're going to talk about your Nets and what the hell's going on. Uh, First off, before that, what's up, Pace? How we doing? Recovering. Recovering. <laughs> uh, it, weekend a, for you. it was it was a wedding for my little brother. Congratulations to Mike and Caitlin uh, for uh, tying the knot. Uh, it was a beautiful uh, event. We were out in the sun, sweating in a suit. Um, thank God I was one of the only ones out of my friends to actually be smart and wear sunglasses because the sun was beaming in our faces. Um, And then we went inside and we got the party started. I was old fashioned down for the whole evening. Um, So, yeah, I I took uh, good care of myself and made sure I had some order in between drinks because, you know, I'm not a spring chicken anymore, Sam. I have to uh, hydrate. We have to hydrate. We have to get our naps. Yes. Yes. Things happen. We got got stuff going on. We have a podcast to record Mm -hmm. and uh, we're going. Yeah. Thanks for asking been, about man? my weekend. Yeah, I just I was waiting. You just spoke. You didn't even let me see. This guy tries to set me up all the time, make me look like I'm the villain. But it's okay, Sam. I relish in being the villain. Okay, so stop. All right, how are you doing, man? How was your week? I'm good. Everything's good. Can't good. complain. I hope you choke on a chicken wing. Um, hey, yeah. all right. <laughs> Looking ahead tonight, uh, we we're gonna talk about your nets. We're gonna we got some football to talk about. Some LeBron. <laughs> Some Jacob DeGrom and more. And well, that's the tease right there. But I we have to start how we've started the last couple of weeks. And I'll ask you the same damn question I've asked you the last two weeks. <laughs> NBA playoffs. I guess, you know, I won't ask you your initial thoughts. Let's just dive into what's going on in Milwaukee slash Brooklyn right now. The Milwaukee Bucks have come back, tied the series with the Nets at two. You're, we're recording this on Monday night, so you're going to hear it Tuesday morning the 15th but you know big game tonight as in tuesday night the nets and uh bucks are tied up at two Kyrie's out uh for game five harden's out for game five uh are your nets in trouble and can kd do this on his own kd is gonna go for 50 um on this game uh 100 he's going for 50. it's back in brooklyn right Yes, it is. Uh, yeah, just making sure. Right. But yeah, it goes two, two, one, one, one. Right. Um. So yeah, KD is going to go off. But again, as we've seen, like with Dame Lillard, uh, your star player can go off. But can the other guys do what they have to do? Uh, the fact that uh, Harden hasn't played at all in this series uh, is is. Almost literally, yeah, you're right. He, like no, he twenty seconds. Yeah, exactly. That's that's nothing. I don't even consider that playing. That's basically like right. warm ups, um, and went right off the court. Uh, Kyrie, that I was at a barbecue and I watched the uh, <laughs> the ankle twist, and I just I just had to drop my phone, and everybody was like, "You are right." I was like, mm, "This." So I didn't even I text you. I'm glad you didn't. I, I saw it. I, my, mouth, my mouth dropped, and I was yeah. like, oh, man. I wasn't – I was just like, so out of all the times that this could go bad, this is when this happens, right? Um, so I, I I do think they're in a very, 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 very terrible situation. Uh, the two things that are a plus for them is they're going back to Brooklyn – 
and KD is still healthy. The person that is coming back from the injury that he had, his Achilles, is the only one on court while these other two have been healthy this whole time leading up. Obviously, James had an extended period that he missed time uh, this year. But now these guys are out, and it's just him by himself. And now he has the likes of Bruce Brown, which <laughs> give you guys a little inside story. Uh, Sam Sam spoke to me, and uh, he's like, Bruce Brown's doing good. And that was like the first this half. This was game three. Yep. First this half, was he, was, three. First half he was first looking half. good. And then uh, the second half, he came out and looked like straight shit. Um, there's no other way to put it. Excuse it me, was my French. French. Not really. I'm, I'm not going to hey apologize. Hey, man, this is your that. podcast. You can I'm not going to apologize want. about it. I, I do said what it, you want. That was just nice, just in case somebody's mom's listening or something. Um, and then Bruce Brown, for some reason, when it's time for the last shot, when the Nets have a timeout left, uh, fumbles the inbound pass. Then Kyrie gets it and then passes back to Bruce Brown. And then nobody calls a timeout. So you have Kyrie, one of the greatest scorers to ever grace the NBA court, and KD, who, every, who people consider to be the greatest scorer to Pass. ever grace an NBA court. And neither of them have the ball, but Bruce Brown comes and shoots a teardrop. And we're all looking like, mm. and this is crazy because I said it right away immediately. And I, I wrote Sam, I was like, this is your fault. Uh, of course, I was joking because he has no he has nothing to do with the game, but it was just crazy to watch Twitter after and, and see my friends that, you know, watch basketball, play basketball religiously. And like I I immediately said the same thing, like, what the hell is going on? Like you have a timeout left. Call a timeout. But I say all that to say this. If they lose the game today. It's over. Because it's going back to Milwaukee. It's over. They have to. This is a must-win game for the Nets. It's must a win. must win. Must win. I don't care what anybody says. It is a must win because they should have won Game Three. It's it's wild how they they could they should have won Game Three and they yes. had a lead in Game Four. Mm-hmm. There's really no excuse for it. It just kind of, especially after the blowout in Game Two, you were just like, "This is a joke." And. Um, but you do remember th- you before, to, yeah. to interrupt you. You yeah, do remember I said on here, I said everybody's getting excited about the blowout, yeah. and I said they're still going back to Milwaukee. So pump the brakes. So well, I made sure I said that because I watch basketball so much and know that when you go to somebody's home court, especially in the playoffs, I don't care what the record was prior to. It's different when you're playing them at home. But continue, Sam. The series doesn't start until uh, mm-hmm. right. You're on the other team's court. I 100% agree. So I, I hear that. I think what really stuck out was aside from the, you know, the come from, come from behind and the, the way that Milwaukee kind of took back the lead so many times in game three and four is kind of KD. You kind of expected this, like, you know, we joked and we said last week, like putting the team on his back, you were, you expected this, like, effort from Kevin Durant or like it just kind of seemed like there were times where he just didn't know where he was almost I mean he was he's playing I mean he's the best scorer of all time probably I think he's probably the best scorer of all time I'd say so. um I don't you know again recency bias we're watching him now we've watched his whole career we haven't been watching basketball into the 50s but I digress it, it just kind of seemed like the intense intensity wasn't there uh, t- PJ Tucker, the 
just had his way with with him i felt like uh rich Kleiman, kevin durant's agent was <laughs> i think i saw a tweet that said uh like pj tucker should have had like 10 um 10 fouls or 13 fouls by now he's playing them hard and you know i mean he's 7-1 and he's he's a, a stick figure so like you could do that with kevin durant um but i i really hope we see what you're projecting and what you, you're thinking that we see the Kevin Durant that just Herculean effort that drops 50 and has a triple double and you know the team starts shooting and making baskets and it's going to be hard there's not a lot you know uh, Blake Griffin's playing great there's not a lot of depth on this team um a lot of that was traded away well they did get but, Jeff Green back which was huge yes huge that was huge absolutely wow. huge you're right I, I I forgot about that so from just not being a Nets fan and just in not watching nearly as many net games as you have this season. I just feel like they need to like, they were kind of shell shocked after the last two games and, and just kind of picking up the intensity would, would be great. What do you think? I, what happened was the first two games that the Nets blew out the bucks, Middleton and Giannis didn't show up. Yeah. Middleton didn't show up the first half of the third game and then showed out after that. Giannis went pretty much balls to the wall from the beginning and he had to do, he is the most unstoppable force driving to the hoop. It used to be, it used to be Braun. Braun's getting older and, and Braun is still to this day. If he drives down the lane, you're moving out of the way. Um, but Giannis being young, it's Shaq, man. It, it's he, Shaq in his it's, prime. And it's crazy. The but it's you, wild. you can see the difference of what happened in the first two games. And then in the last two games, he was settling and dribbling too much. And Blake was just playing off. him like, I dare you to shoot. Right. So his shot started to drop more in the fourth game. Um, it woke up a little bit in the third game, not too much, but that's, when he added that shot is what made him almost unguardable. Now, if he can he can keep that number high because he was better in the regular season, but it's the playoffs, it's different. If he can keep the, his field goal percentage high in the postseason, I don't see anybody – he's unguardable, just like Kevin Durant is unguardable. P.J. Tucker, yes, he was in his face. That's that's Katie's boy for those that don't yeah, know. That's really time. actually his, his boy. Yeah. Um but PJ plays hard. Like PJ does, he has no offensive game whatsoever. He is a defensive hustle guy and he will get in your face, but he's playing what it used to be like in the nineties. You have that, that guy that is the hard nosed guy on your team that is going to rough up the superstar getting his head. Just going to say that, man. And that's what you need. You need that pit bull on your team. Everybody needs it, especially during the playoffs. The Clippers have it in, uh, excuse me, the flippers have it in Patrick Beverly. Um, (laughs) And he, I mean, he just came back, so that's good. And now they're starting to play Demarcus Cousins, who was also another put, not another pushover. Um, so you need those guys that are going to get in there. They're going to get those gritty minutes and, and just be in your face and let you know about it. Um, I don't think the Nets have that person um, at this point in time. They they're more of a superstar. Like I'll get in your face, but it's not really going to be anything. Katie's not going to back down from anybody. Um, so I, I think they really really need that right now, and that's what they're missing. But I mean, they're also missing James Harden and Kyrie Irving. So there's that. Yeah, three first ballot Hall of Famers on that team, and you're missing two of them. Uh, you know, 
can can the Bucks after years of kind of bad losses, bad playoff exits, you know, it's it'll be it'll be interesting. But if if we don't see a huge effort from Kevin Durant, you're just kind of projecting that this thing's over. Even if we do, it still yeah. could be over. Like I alluded to yeah, earlier. You meant, yeah, you did I mean, mention that. Yeah. Lillard went out and dropped 50-something on, on their heads, and then they still lost. Like It's just like the supporting cast needs to be there. Um, and if if Joe Harris has the, the shooting alley that he's had the last two games, it's not yeah, going to help. Like done, he, yeah. he's, he's that guy. He's the X factor from the Nets because when you're double-teaming, when it's one, uh, two of the three out there, or three of the three out there, uh, that's the guy that you can't guard. And he knocks down those shots. Bruce Brown needs to hit his infamous teardrop. Blake needs to play that hustle and knock down those threes. Again, he's not a consistent three point shooter, and he, he showed that. He it was like, okay, great. First two games, knocking so many sh- threes down is like, okay, great. If Blake and my buddy Harrison said. If he continues to hit that, like it's the Nets, you're not going to stop the Nets, right? Prior to the injuries, and he was right. But then Blake showed that he's Blake, and that's not what he does. So uh, it's just going to be interesting to see how how this transpires, man. Do you I'm, think I'm really we intrigued. do you think we see Kyrie and or James on the court in this series? I think we see Kyrie back. I don't. I, I mean, we might see James if the game, if the Bucks win this game. Kyrie will be back. He is going to have like five quarter zone shots. Yeah. It'll be all and, the quarter zone. And they're going to roll James Harden out there in a wheelchair and wrapped in Prada because that's all he seems to be wearing on the sideline um, and, and and playing because there's no way that they're going to sit out for a win or go home game. I, I just don't see it. I don't. PJ Tucker, undoubtedly the sneaker king, though, right? Oh yeah, yeah. That, that's not yeah. going to change. So hitting, <laughs> of course, hitting up other uh, topics there. And this is where I say you can listen to "For the Love of Hype" podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for plug. Appreciate yeah, it. no problem, man. You pay me every time I do that. So. <laughs> I, I pay him no mind is what he means. <laughs> <laughs> other other news: the Suns took care of the Nuggets, four zero sweep. Uh, you know the MVP. You want you have anything to say about the MVP of the league getting a flagrant two and getting kicked out of an elimination game? Well, that was. I mean, he it was great sportsmanship at the end. Like he went over to uh, Payne, uh, and and you know Payne, dapped yeah. up, dapped it up with him, and let him know that you know, like you know, I'm sorry, like I didn't mean to do that. But uh, Devin Booker got in his face, let him know, like like don't dude, don't do that. Like this is not what you do. Like you know, you the series is over. Like just yeah bow out gracefully and just be done. Um, I I don't, I didn't think they were going to, the Nuggets are going to go far without Jamal Murray. This series would have been completely different if Jamal Murray was there. Um, I agree. Totally but, agree with that. But he's not. So there's no point to talk about that. But uh, I, I didn't think they were going to do that. I did think, because I did say that if the Lakers went down, I could see it being the Jazz and the Suns and the Western Conference Finals. I, I mean, you can rewind that and go back and listen to some other podcasts uh, that we've recorded. And I'm pretty sure I've said that, Sam, is that correct or not? I believe, I believe uh, the gentleman 
across from me is correct. Oh, okay. Just just making sure. I mean, I think I know a little about yeah. basketball. I would try to say. I think I know a little about sports. The fact that I keep predicting things and it keeps happening. But Nostra I mean, Hayes, it is whatever. I started calling you, man. You should. You should. You I appreciate keep it. running like Twitter thread mm-hmm. or some kind of tally. <laughs> we we of should. The amount of shit you get right. It's I, crazy. I think, I think it would probably blow up and that's how we would get like even more like people to pay attention. Like, yo, this dude still is at it and still getting things right. And be like, yeah, you know, I just research and read gotta and take that there. stuff to the FanDuel sports book and we gotta <laughs> i lose every money. single time i do that every single time but yeah no i, so I don't think, take uh, his betting advice just no, listen yeah. to the podcast people no take one betting advice from me just don't bet on your favorite team if you're betting that's the worst thing to ever do um but yeah no i uh i'm very very happy for the Suns. i'm extremely happy for chris paul uh as as my favorite point guard um but yeah, it's it's gonna be uh, very very interesting because I do believe that uh, the Jazz are going to get out. Uh, as I said before, uh, it, it was so great watching D Wade uh, talk to Donovan Mitchell on the sideline and tell him certain things to do. And I've said to you before that that's that's D Wade. He's now this generation's D Wade. Um, and he's playing like it, and he's going to only get better and better and better. Um, so I'm, I'm, I would love to see that series. I just hope they beat the Flippers and don't give them a chance um, so they can dismantle that team because that team is not worth anything. But, yeah, yeah. What, what are your uh, thoughts on, uh, on them sweeping? I'm really happy for Chris Paul. I love DeAndre Ayton's game. So, and, you know, Devin Booker's put in the work and he's showing that he can be an elite scorer in this league. And I didn't see that coming right at the beginning of the season. So it's just been a lot of fun to watch this team win when, you know, no one really expected anything from them, but it just goes to show how great Chris Paul is. And, you know, when he was in, you know, he gets uh, sent away to OKC and, and that team's competitive. And, you know, they tried to make it work in, in Houston. They tried to lob city was great. Uh, Chris Paul is great. And he just shows that he's a glue and now he's the savvy veteran. I mean, he's the leader of the uh, NBA PA, right? Like he is the voice, you know, he's, that he's, guy. So, he's so important to this generation of basketball on and off the court. And, um, it's it's fun to see him it'd be really fun to see him get a ring no you know at, at the expense of your nets or or whoever but yep. uh, talk about guys who who deserve one and and i mean not that he needs one he's a he's a first we talked about first ballot hall of famers nah, he's he definitely one. one but he needs one everyone needs one right especially if you don't have one um but his game is is transcendent enough and um you know just like he's inspired you he's inspired a generation of point guards and basketball players uh yeah so look, right. i mean that's my point on them it's just fun to see i i think jamal murray was important to this team i thought i'd see more from aaron gordon uh, <laughs> no i'm serious well uh, i'm not I, I get it what yeah you're, you're not laughing at me i know no I no, no, no i'm I definitely not laughing at you it's just i, I 
outside of Aaron Gordon dunking, like there's I nothing. don't, there's I don't respect him as a basketball player at all. Like that's I, all you can do, man. Let me let me be let me be very very clear because a lot of people in media they say their opinion about athletes and you know they've never played the sport or they never excel in anything like that. I'm saying that with all due respect to him because he made it to the NBA. Right. So that's that's first and foremost. He made it to the NBA. Not many people have done that. So that's I definitely give him respect on that. But I draw the line after he's done dunking, because at, outside of that, I've watched plenty of games that he plays. I don't see him do anything. Yes, he got out of out of the magic. And I think that was a great thing for the magic. Like, OK, sure. Bye. Get out of here. Like, you're not really doing anything for us. We're paying you a lot of money to essentially just dunk the ball. So he's kind of he kind of reminds me of we mentioned his name earlier. Blake Griffin. Yeah, that's who he reminds me of, because yeah. he doesn't really he hustles I was just he has to sometimes, but he nothing about his game like screams like basketball, like a basketball savant to me. Like well, there's nothing. Yeah. About that. Well, my point was like you're on this garbage team for what mm-hmm. like five, six, seven years. I don't even yeah. know how long it's been in the league, but it, like here's your time to not just be, you know, like the guy on a crappy team like now you're on a playoff contender you're playing with the mvp and there's other weapons on this team you're not the focus of this team like let's do something more than just what you know being aggressive on defense sometimes and driving the lane like can you can you do more can you develop more of a shot can you be more consistent from three can you know I think people can look you, at can uh, you play the big time minutes, the crunch time minutes at the end of the game, and it, he's showing that he can't, and that's that's kind of what I was alluding to. Like I wish I saw more from Aaron Gordon, and if you were the Denver Nuggets front office, I bet you're you're saying the same thing, especially with what they gave up for him. He he reminds me of Ben Simmons, but Ben Simmons is way better. So let me just be very very clear. Even without that. a guy who can't shoot. At all, yes, but Ben Simmons does everything else great. Yes, <laughs> that's that's the probably that's the one of the best defensive players in this yeah. league. Yes, and I know easily. it's hyperbole, we say best a lot on this mm-hmm. program, but he Ben he Simmons is, is, is great. And I, I've said it again, I said it over and over and over and over and over again. If Ben Simmons gets a jump shot, he is he is literally going to be the most unstoppable player in the league. I, I don't. I don't think people really understand how good of a player that he is, but if he gets a jump shot and you have to respect him shooting a three and knowing that he can drive at will, knowing that he can play defense, (laughs) you're not stopping that man. It's over. But I just don't know why he doesn't shoot the ball. He made it all the way to the NBA without shooting the ball well, and I still still beyond me, I guess, because he does everything else great. Um, I think they just see the potential, right? Like the frame, the athleticism, the, you know, the, the moxie, if you will, not that I think Aaron Gordon is a like killer out there. He doesn't have that, like that kind of intensity, but you know, there's certain intangibles, if you will. And I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. It's it's again, he's been in the league a long time and he's still the same kind of player. Yep. Um, yeah, so that's my that's my son's nuggets take. Uh, as of this recording, both the Sixers and the Hawks are playing tonight and the Jazz and the Clippers are playing tonight. Anything stand out from those series? Uh, Jazz up 2-1, Sixers up 
two uh, one. Uh, Sixers are just that much better than the Hawks. The Hawks are yeah. out with it. When they did the switch of putting Ben Simmons on Trey Young, I said to myself, "It's over." Uh, because yes, Trey can shoot the lights out from distance, but Ben is going to cover you as soon as you walk over half court and you're going to have a hell of a time to do that. And outside of him, you need uh, Bogdanovich to shoot. Well, you need uh, Danilo Gallinari to shoot. Well, Uh, you need uh, uh, Jalen Collins to shoot. Well, Um, no more uh, DeAndre Hunter either. That's, that's huge. That's huge Um, loss, but he was also injured throughout a lot of the season anyway. Um, so you need these these role playing guys, uh, Clint Capella, mm-hmm. uh, to to step as well, and these guys aren't doing that. And this is, I think, this is also a a testament or a, a detriment to teams that have a superstar. Uh, is because you rely on them so much, and when they can't give you that, everybody else is just sitting around like basically twiddling their thumbs. And you saw the difference with what Trey did against the Knicks. Knicks don't have a superstar, right? Uh, Julius Randle is a is a third option at best. At best, uh, and that's not disrespecting him. He's a he. I've I've championed him since he was on the Lakers, uh, but he he had to learn and grow into it. But he's he showed who he was during the playoffs. Again, you need more time to learn and become acclimated because when you do something over and over again, you learn different things. And you, if you're one of those type of players or people in general. Um, but I just think that series is over with the the Hawks and the Sixers. I I, I think it's over already. Um, once Joel didn't, Joel needs to stay off the ground. Uh, my buddy George and I have been talking about that. For a guy that is that big, there is no way that he should be hitting the ground as much as he does. Um, it's kind of ridiculous. So he needs to stay off the ground. But uh, if he can stay healthy, that team is definitely going to be in the Eastern Conference Finals, and that's very very soon. Um, but I do like the Hawks' future. Uh, I'd be interested to see if they get another superstar to help Trey because uh, Atlanta is not a bad place to go. You know, for if you're a player, it's not a bad place to go. Uh, the atmosphere, the fans there, uh, the the city, uh, I think that's a beautiful place to be. Uh, but I, I'm interested to see how that transpires. But for overall, I the series is over, Sam. It's over. I just hear like Quavo in the back of my head just doing like drops yeah (laughs) bang bang um yeah it's it's uh (laughs) it's done done (laughs) it's over it's bad it's it's not it what are you what are you thinking about this series so far man yeah i think i think it's done um ben simmons and the sixers doc rivers is not going to let trey young just abuse them and hasn't let trey young abuse them driving to the rim like that and these these floaters that just crush the Knicks um you know you're gonna there's so many shooters on this Hawks team though as you mentioned um love Bogdanovich and and Gallinari and um you know yeah I I I think this series is over I I, I'd say the same I want to say the same with the Jazz I'm not as confident because Kawhi Leonard is a killer and I don't mean that literally I mean just (laughs) you know, on the basketball court and you saw it at the end of the Mavs series and he can just wake awake at any time and just take over and just completely like just annihilate everyone. And they're going to, the Clippers are going to need that. Be really interesting to see 
what this, how far this, as you mentioned, the flippers, how, how far they go and what I'm really intrigued to see what the hell they do with this team in the off season. If you know, you know, Paul George is saying, cause no one's going to pay him yeah. what he wants or what he's making, but does Kawhi go to Miami? Does Kawhi go somewhere else? And this team just gave up a fortune for Paul George. And now they're just a desolate wasteland. So if Kawhi stays, what do they do? Say, let's say he stays. What does this team do to better itself? Um, you know, I mean, there's that's, that's what I'm interested to see too. I, I think uh, talking to my buddy that is uh, my, my coworker that is from LA and he's a, a diehard Lakers fan. Uh, he made a, he made a great point and I, I'm a firm believer. I don't think the Clippers are going to ever really get to where they need to get to until they move out of the Staples center, because until then they have those banners looming over their head. And I think that that eats at that organization every day. It's like poison. It's just like slowly administered to them every morning at breakfast, just a small dosage over time. And it's just killing them over they want and it, over and over right. again. They want, they try. so, And I don't blame them. They try so hard to like own a piece of LA. They change their jerseys. They like pound their chest. They have Steve Ballmer's that. like yeah. dance around stage. Like this is our city now and new arena and all this stuff. But yeah, you're right. It's, it's, you know, they they don't do enough to like carve their own identity their own their identity is like in the shadow of the lakers still it's like the mets and the yankees but yep. you don't see it with the nets and the knicks no like you don't see the nets wanting to be the knicks no they want to be which their is own re- it's really interesting like they've taken like it's taken a long time and i i think if you pulled new yorkers they still like majority of them are knicks fans or don't care about the nets even with three superstars on the team, yep. even though it's even though that with all due respect, Hayes, but that number is growing, right? Mm-hmm. But it's you have your own culture and your own identity, and I still feel like as defined as whether it's Steve Ballmer or the rest of the Clippers or whatever the media, it's still the Lakers town. It'll always be the Lakers town, and the Clippers are still just struggling to find their own niche in there. But if Kawhi is gone. At the end of the year, it's over. Yeah, it's completely toast. It's over. It's done. And and a lot of New Yorkers, to to your point, Sam, they still look at the Nets as New Jersey, um, just just because of their hatred for them and because Kyrie and and KD didn't go there. But the fact that if you're a Knicks fan and you didn't know that KD was not going to the Knicks, he flat out said it years prior to it. When somebody, a fan yelled at him when he was at the Rucker and he was just like, I'm not coming to the Knicks. He flat out told you he wasn't coming to the Knicks. So I don't know why it was something. I understand you're, as a fan, you want to hear them come, but it's it's just not. He also bad. said he was staying in Boston. He's also no, I, said. No, I, I'm talking about is, KD. I'm talking about KD. Oh, KD. Yeah, oh I was just looking that. to take some shots at Kyrie. Mm-hmm. I clearly, clearly. Kyrie I don't, I don't recall individual. the story you're talking about then. Yeah, he was at the Rucker, outside the Rucker, and there was a bunch of fans around. They were like, yo, come to, come to the Knicks. He was like, <laughs> he said, it's not happening. Flat out said that years prior to him signing with the Nets. He flat out said that's not yeah. happening. Especially, even if now money's not an option, they're out, they all make the same. Yeah, I agree. Hey, puppy, you okay? My pup's over here being my uh, what up, pup? Alarm system apparently, um. But yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's gonna be interesting to see what happens, uh, especially with that that Clippers series. But I guess what's 
what's also gonna be interesting which you shared the article with me today i didn't get to read it but uh i did see the owner's response is uh this now newfound uh drama that's going on in uh dallas but again when is there not drama going on in dallas and sports uh but apparently uh luca is uh not seeing eye to eye with somebody else in the front office and uh potentially once out of dallas so sam i'm assuming you read the article so would you like to share some more yeah i think there's just there is growing concern in the dallas media within within the team that Luka Doncic is not going to uh, accept that um, extension, that rookie extension that you get. I think it's like three years. And um, that he's disgruntled with someone within the organization, within the front office, mm-hmm. and is would probably be the first young superstar to, that I can recall to ever like not take this money. And... Um, you know, they can pay him more and I, I don't know what the exact numbers are. I don't have the article in front of me, um, but he would be the first one that I can recall. Hayes, I don't know if, if you remember anyone doing this before, but he could enter the free agency as soon as an after next season and be what, like 22, 23 years old. He's, and, I think um, he's 22 now. Yeah. So now, yeah, mm-hmm. just uh you know poor relationships with uh has with key members of the franchise uh could impact his current desire to remain in dallas long term later on later monday team owner mark cuban dismissed a report uh and basically tweeted the article retweeted the article and said total bullshit so you know we'll see again mark cuban's not afraid to say what's on his mind or speak his truth Uh, but uh yeah we'll we'll keep an eye on this we may have just found another disgruntled superstar or this is just the media hyping up something that doesn't exist you know that also happens too because again that happens in dallas all year every year with the cowboys so yeah well that was our basketball roundup thanks for Mm -hmm. participating Hayes. Uh, you're welcome you're welcome hey you want to play do you care you know the answer is no every single time you ask me. Every time. <laughs> New England Patriots cornerback Stefan Gilmore, the 2019 Defensive Player of the Year, by the way, didn't report to minicamp on Monday. And uh, by doing so, he could, uh, you know, he's owed some money, about $7 million. And uh, he's in the last year of his contract. He turns 31 in September. Do you care that he's not there? If so, I, I don't why? care that he's uh, not there. Um, I'm I'm happy he's not there because he deserves to get his money. He's been the best corner in the league for at least the past five years. Uh, he's been he's essentially had people on an island and he wasn't talked about uh, really until he he got to the Patriots, uh, which is a travesty because he's been a monster ever since he's come in the league. Um, but. Good for him. He he deserves to get his money. Uh, I know uh, Jalen Ramsey from the Rams has been recruiting him heavy, and I just shook my head and I just said to myself, like Dan, like if he goes to the Rams, you have him on one side, you have Jalen on the other side, then you have Aaron Donald up front, and then who's the other person that they added? They added somebody else that was like a monster up front. 
with Aaron Donald. Why can't I think of who it is? And it's going to irritate me. Uh, I'll, I'll look it up. But their their defense is already crazy. And then to think about it, they upgraded at quarterback <laughs> and got Matthew Stafford over Jared Goff. And uh, yeah, uh, LA is just is just sounding more and more stacked. And if that happens, that'd be crazy. But I, I if I was him, I would definitely sit out. I watched the Patriots just spend the most they've ever spent in the uh, off season under Bill Belichick, and then you don't pay your number one guy on defense. Like it just that just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, the money definitely we're not shy about spending money. Uh, he could be making a statement by this. He's scheduled to earn seven million this year. Um, he he made a lot more last year. They advanced him some of this year's salary. It looks like um, so that's why that seven million is pretty low by top cornerback standards. But yeah, he's he's thirty one at the end of a five year deal. So this could be it. I you know the Patriots don't really you don't really see players holding out on the Patriots to my recollection. So um be interesting to see what what happens here and yeah when you have Aaron Donald rushing rushing you and then you just even if you go you you stack the box there and you have Gilmore and, and Ramsey on the other side uh the other person I was thinking of is they brought back Leonard Floyd for four years yeah, yeah. Was okay monster up there right. with him so yeah that's finally found his own after leaving mm-hmm. Chicago yeah mm-hmm. uh yeah, I don't want to. As a Jets fan, I'm happy to get Gilmore out of the uh, division. So I respect that. I'm good. I I don't care about this. I I just I kind of <laughs> just don't care. I don't know if it's I I respect Stefan Gilmore. Uh, I think he's he's probably one of the best corners in in football. I'm trying to think who I'd rather have. I mean, it's it's him. Uh, Jalen Ramsey, and yeah. then it's uh, what's his name that went to Pittsburgh? Um, I don't know why I can't think of his name, but that other corner that's not Rhodes, it's um, how no, is it Howard Xavier Howard? No, uh, I'll find out right now what his name was, but uh, those are the top three corners to me in the league, yeah. Um, and, and I don't see, yeah, any- I'll say, I think Gilmore, you know, I, I love his game, but. Again, I just maybe this isn't anything yet. We'll keep an eye on it. Yes. How about New York Mets ace and back-to-back Cy Young Award winner is mm-hmm. now the betting favorite to win the NL MVP? That is Jacob Degrom. Don't care because I mean we know he's the best pitcher in baseball right now. Uh, seeing him leave with the uh, injury the other day, I cared more about that. Uh, but he's the best pitcher in baseball. And when everybody comes and steps up and speaks for him, when everybody's talking about this sticky situation of the substance and going on and everybody's just coming out like, no, he's just that filthy. Um, Spin rate's going down and he's still throwing a hundred and something miles an hour. It's insane. I also want to talk about, because we talked about uh, Garrett Cole last week and how he, he fumbled on his words. And, we didn't even, uh, yeah, this is an omission. I'm glad you bring this up. I'm cutting you off. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I said, he said, he basically uh, denied it, but didn't really say anything, but I didn't hear the audio. And then after we got off the pod, we both heard the audio mm-hmm. and our jaws That's were terrible. like on the floor. It was really bad. It was bad. So, omission but- on my part, man. But it's okay. But Josh Donald went and talked about him 
and was talking directly to him. He went out and threw his hardest pitches throughout the whole season so far and got him out every single time he was up and stared him down to let him know like, oh, so you're worried about my spin rate? How's that? Yeah. How's that? So I uh, I didn't even just enjoy that because I was I'm a Yankee fan because I've legit have not watched a Yankee game since you probably went to the game um because they just whatever but it's going to be a topic today just the uh the yankees are spinning out of control but we oh, can get to that yeah another, yeah we definitely can get to day. that because that should be way more time than we have for both of us on that but uh yeah i, I there, again Degrom is the best pitcher in baseball i don't uh, it's not a shock to me if you think that he's not going to essentially be the number one in that conversation while he's still in his tenure uh and, and still spinning it i you're you're out of your mind. You don't know baseball then. Spin rate. Shane Bieber's spin rate was down a whopping. He just landed on the uh, IL, so this could be a part of it, but was down a whopping 284 RPMs, mm-hmm. and on his fastball, his slider was 157. Our boy Trevor Bauer, his uh, four seamer was down 166 RPMs. His cutter was down 123. Corbin Burns was down 163 miles. Our rpms so yeah everyone's using this stuff not maybe spider tack in general but everybody's using something and now you could see they're not and since the the blue jays hit eight home runs on sunday i don't know if you saw that um, did not so like the offense is coming live it's getting warmer the you know offense is usually progress throughout the season right april's not as good as may may's not as good as june mm-hmm. um but maybe this is level the playing field. I think from like a macro level, it's not, you're going to see like spin rate go down, but I think individually you're just going to see like, I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. I hope I say this as a Yankee fan, as a Garrett Cole fan. I don't, I, I hope not. I think I, I just like what some of the players said that yes, we've known pitchers have, have used this, but we're okay with them using it because I much rather them have control of the ball instead of me getting beamed in my head with a hundred mile per hour fastball. And when players say that, like, if you think about that, like, okay, by the rules, by the rule book, it's considered to be cheating. But if the players are flat out saying we, these guys are throwing harder than anybody has in baseball history and we want them to have control. So if they have to put a little something sticky on their finger to make sure they're getting it from A to B. Uh, that's fine, right? That's that's perfectly fine, and I I love that. But it's it's also at the same time, it's not good for the sport because strikeouts are up. It's drastically up. But I also think that has to do, which I don't think they're talking about enough, is with the baseball uh, that they decided to change. Uh, I think that has a lot to do with it as well. I don't I don't think the sticky substance topic would be such a big deal if they didn't change the baseball. Because if you realize last year that that wasn't such a big topic, I know it's been a, uh, uh, if you're a baseball fan, it's always been like the uh, kind of like unspoken thing that's been going on. Um, but when, the, as soon as they changed the baseball, you saw even strikeouts went up even more. So I, I think that had a lot more to do with it than anything too. Yeah. You saw Pete Alonzo of the Mets, uh, you know, kind of call out Major League Baseball for that. Mm-hmm. Very, very, very thankful that. He but did. basic, 
but saying, and I think you brought this up last week too. You may have, um, or on or off there. Um, but when you're in the box and your pitchers are throwing a hundred miles an hour, uh, I don't know. I've never faced a hundred mile per hour fastball, but nope. whatever can help you keep the ball in the zone. I'm, I'm all for it. Agreed. Agreed. And hope we'll see. We'll see what happens. If these baseballs change, we'll see. Again, as I mentioned last week, I think maybe they'll be like a they'll start to kind of allow certain things to be used. And I, I'm not a uh, expert on what is used and how to grip a baseball and do all of this stuff. But you'll probably see a approved list of substances at some point, um, just to for the safety of the game and um, everything involved there. So, hey, do you care about? the Lakers star LeBron James officially changing his jersey again to number six because the Lakers tweeted out a picture on Monday of James and his new number six Laker jersey and this coincides with the release of Space Jam a new legacy coming out next month on HBO Max hey I hope we get paid for what you just did um do I care about it absolutely not I'm this is this is a smart move by Braun. It's bringing. How do you bring attention to yourself and the movie that you're going to be doing when you're not in the postseason where you normally are and you're not in the finals like you normally are? You change your number again. So you, you change your number. He changed his number when he went from Cleveland to Miami, a part of the big decision, um, and then he changed it back when he went uh, back to Cleveland. And then kept it when he went to L.A., won his first championship with L.A., and now he's going back again. Um, I think he's the first player that, first superstar, I want to say, first mega star because he's not just even a superstar. I mean, he's, he's the mega biggest star. star. Yeah, he's That's why I'm saying star. mega because he's the first mega star I've ever seen change his number like that in his prime. Cause he's still doing what he has to do. He's the only one that I remember to this day. Like I've never seen, you never saw it. Kobe's the it's, only other one. Yeah. It's Kobe. The only other one. But Kobe changed it once. That's, that's the thing. He changed it it's once and that real, was it. Yeah. Like Bryce Harper, not nearly as big of a star as any of these guys, but nope. changed it because Roy holiday had number 34 and like fresh start new team. But LeBron, the fact that LeBron's gone back and forth, like, LeBron wasn't going to go back to Cleveland after being number six in Miami wearing number six. Like, but the first thing that came to my, I don't care about this at all. I kind of care about space jam. I mean, I'll eventually watch it, but I'm not like hyped. I don't know if I'm the generation where we are the generation of people that are going to be hyped about this movie to begin with, but uh, I think we yeah. are just because, yeah, so? just because I, it's space I, jam. Yeah. It's like we want to see it because of Space Jam because it came out during our generation. Right. We were kids, we want to see it, but I'm not completely hating on it. But I don't think not, it's going to be great. But yeah, we'll I don't see. think it's going to be good. I'll eventually watch it, but I the first thing that came to my mind was, are the Lakers going to retire both numbers, like Kobe? Like, okay, you can make the Kobe had Hall of Fame careers with both numbers. I don't even know why the hell we're talking about this. But like, are the Lakers gonna do this? Because that's just gonna drive me nuts. And I this comes from a Yankee fan where we retire like 
everyone's number. I think Clay Bellinger's number is getting retired next week. Like we retire everybody. The Lakers better not retire any That's of LeBron James numbers. The first that, thing that came into my mind. That should be numbers Miami retire. and Cleveland should be the only two places to retire bronze numbers because of the amount of time that he spent there. The Lakers should not retire LeBron's number like at all. Like that should continue. 23-6 should continue to live over there. But, but in know, Cleveland and in Miami, yes, hang it up in the banner. Nobody else wears it. Well, next year, it'll be the same amount of time that he's been in Miami. He's been in L.A. Yeah, well, I mean, he's got to bring L.A. another ring, and I don't see that happening. So there's that. He also played with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. Um, so, and that was, all again, he was also in his prime at that point in time, too. So I don't. I don't think you retire a LeBron James number if you're you're a Laker. I, I think you maybe, you know, do something to commemorate him at, at Staples. But Bron doesn't have that impact on a Staples Center or L.A. like that. Like, yes, you brought a ring to them, and that's huge. Obviously, that's that's always going to be a huge thing for your your franchise. But I, I've still spoken to a lot of Laker fans that I know, and they're just like, like it is what it is. Like, yeah, we want a ring with Bron, but it's it's still like Kobe's Lakers now like even though Kobe's no longer with us like it's it's different like the tenure that he put in there it's it's unfortunate for Bron because he's a megastar but he's never going to reach that tier not saying he wants to in, in LA but I, I don't think they ever retire his number there I, I I would hope they didn't Cleveland and Miami should be the only two places that retire his number that's it Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, I, I agree. I agree with you, uh, but I don't know why we're talking about LeBron's number. But I put it in the notes, so I guess it's my fault. Yeah, I mean it's Bron again, the biggest athlete in the world. That's why we're talking about it. Yeah, so no, I get course. it. Of course, um, shoes are still garbage though. Uh, Madden twenty two came out, or is coming out. The teaser trailer came out today. Hayes, I know you saw it. It involved. Uh, a farm, two goats, and unanimously the worst cover <laughs> athlete of any video game, sports video game ever, Peyton Hillis, in it. A lot of speculation going on. Uh, I think Thursday they will announce the uh, who the cover athlete or maybe athletes. There were two goats. So maybe people speculating that there's two athletes here on this cover. I, I won't ask you if you care because I know you care we were speculating earlier off the air who do you think the athletes are going to be for the record i don't care because i didn't even play madden this year uh and last year i barely played madden because madden's as a franchise has gone down the hill for quite some time but um i do believe from from when you shared the video with me the trailer i immediately said it's got to be rogers and brady and it makes sense because the last two people to cover to be on a cover was Troy Palomalo and Larry Fitzgerald. Um, and that was the Super Bowl that they had. Um, it makes perfect sense because Brady, MVP, Super Bowl, Aaron Rodgers, MVP of the league, they are considered to be the two goats in the NFL at this point in time. So the this is the only time I believe Madden can ever pair those two up 
together on a cover and and take it at this point in time right? and, and run with it. So I don't think there, there's any way that it's not those two because who else would it be? Like, I just, I don't know who else it would be. Yeah, the, the weird thing was, I think that the caption of the video was like, even Peyton Hillis didn't see this coming. So it's kind of like, what does that yeah. mean? I mean, no one saw Peyton Hillis coming, even though it was like a fan vote and we all saw it coming, but it didn't make any sense. Um, I have no, I, I have no idea. I mean, you, you made the point to me earlier and I agree, I agree with you the whole MVP thing. I think the fact that it's very possible that Aaron Rodgers isn't a Packer at the start of NFL season kind of has isn't a great situation to be in if you're EA Sports. Uh, but I don't well, think it's the worst thing. Well, I mean, you got to think about it. Two years ago for MLB The Show, Bryce Harper was deciding where he was going to go, and they didn't they That's didn't true. have a cover for him at first. They had Bryce basically with no jersey, and then he signed – with Phillies the Phillies and, they, and yeah, right. the jersey on. So it's they can do that. I mean, it's it's easy to do that. And there's also, I mean, people have been doing it for years. I don't know if you're privy of this, Sam, but people have created Madden covers and just slid it into the insert for their team players and just made their own Madden cover. So uh I, I know friends that have were doing that religiously. I don't know if they do it anymore because it's a waste of paper, but um <laughs> it's just something that you can do to have your own custom Adam and make, make uh, that in and have your own custom cover for the way that you want it. So I, uh, it, it's going to be interesting, but I, I, again, I really, as a betting man, I really don't, I don't think it's anybody but Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. I care more about the NCAA football oh, you cover you both. game. That's, you know, I don't know if I'll buy Madden this year, but I will definitely buy some college football. On my brand new PS5. Thanks. You're welcome. Oh <laughs> uh, gosh, but yeah, hey, I uh, I think it's gonna be interesting. Let's see what. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I I uh, just want to go on record that I didn't give an answer. <laughs> that's that's fair, I guess. And that was, do you care? And that's what you get when you ask the questions. You don't always have to answer them. <laughs> hey, uh, anything happened in UFC this weekend? Because I didn't watch. Uh, unfortunately for those that do listen to my UFC corner that actually watch UFC, I apologize. Actually, I don't apologize. I can kick rocks. I live my life. I went to a wedding and I actually tried to watch a little bit of it with Previn, um, uh, <laughs> as, as you know, who Previn is, but I, I tried to watch a little bit of it and, uh, yeah, didn't get to really see it. I saw the Israel at Adesanya fight, um, I saw that he won. I was happy about that. I saw that Nate Diaz pretty much was losing his whole fight uh, and then hit homeboy with a right hook from hell. And he stumbled back and literally the bell rang maybe 10 seconds after he did that. So he couldn't capitalize off of it. Um, there, there was definitely uh, the first uh, Mexican born UFC champion uh, Moreno. Uh, congrats to you. I don't remember his first name, so I don't want to mess it up. Um, but I, that, that was pretty, pretty interesting, uh, to, to see, I, I was surprised that that was the first, uh, Mexican fighter to win a UFC belt. Um, but kudos to him, but, uh, yeah, I, I didn't get to see it. Like I, I wanted to, I'm, I'm going to try to watch the replay as, as if I can, uh, to really see what happened because I, I don't really miss any, uh, Israel fights because that's my guy and my Nigerian brother. So, yeah. 
And that was Brandon's UFC corner. Brought to you by For the Love of a Hype podcast, wherever you get your podcast. <laughs> Thanks. Next man. week, we talk about Formula One racing. <laughs> what we should talk about is on a serious note. Um, uh, I'm trying to remember his first name, uh, but uh, is Ericsson, uh, the. Uh, was the Danish player that collapsed on the pitch? Yeah, I saw that in the uh, cup. I actually got Euro to cup. watch the video. Um, I didn't see it. I don't like watching stuff. I, like I don't. I, I don't blame you. I don't blame you for watching it. I at so all. I, I, don't I don't like, like watching it myself stuff. either. But just for the purpose of what we do here and understanding that there, football is the excuse me, so, yeah, football is the biggest sport in the world. Uh, we call it soccer. The only place in the world that calls it soccer, like weirdos. Um, I, I thought that was such a big thing. Uh, his teammate Lukaku uh, shouted him out after he scored a goal. And the Euro Cup is huge. Uh, outside of outside of the World Cup, this is like the biggest tournament in football. Um, so I, I thought it was big. Uh, prayers up to him. He did make his first uh, public announcement or. Uh, address the public since the uh he collapsed apparently i think he's they said he had a collapsed lung uh but man sam i i swear the way this young man fell and i i was scared and they they actually said and they ran it back a couple times on espn not the video but talking about that the doctor said that uh he was gone for a little bit and that that was like hearing that like it just like my heart dropped for him yeah, you just the fact of that and hearing that, and you can see a young guy, twenty nine. Yep, mm-hmm. and that makes yeah. makes me scared because that's not not too far off of an age from my age, right? And our age, you know what I mean. So it's just like, and he's definitely in better shape than both of us, <laughs> right? Because of all the running that he does. So just think of think of that. Like he's he's a professional soccer player, and he's hitting the deck like that. Like that's it's just terrible. It's scary. It's really scary. Yeah, uh, no, for sure. They were in the 43rd minute, so he, he was out there for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it looks like he's still in stable, good condition, um, which is which is great to hear. We're, uh, we're in touch with him uh, yesterday and today. Condition is the same as yesterday, stable, good. That's from the um, Danish Football Association communications director. So, yeah, you know. Godspeed to him and his family, and and hope uh, for a, a speedy recovery. And yeah, you hate to you hate to see that. And I, I, yeah, I'm 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 watching it now. Just mm-hmm. face face. Yeah, face yeah. him, man. God, you know, it, it wasn't. Thankfully, good. he's okay. And uh, that's that's a really scary sight. So yeah. All yeah. right. Cool. <laughs> what else are you looking forward to this weekend? Is it? basketball uh, perhaps well it's, i well for the so. remainder of the week is definitely basketball to see what's going on um the rangers just got their new head coach is uh gerard uh gallant is their new head coach now i don't watch hockey i watch hockey for like a couple seasons just to see what it's all about and it was i actually watched when they were doing something when when king Henri was standing on top of his head protecting the goal but had nothing else going for them um, so I know they have some young talent. It's, it's good to hear that they got a new head coach to kind of start this all off fresh. Uh, I'm, I'm interested to see what's going to happen with, uh, 
with baseball. I'm interested. I'm curious to see how much longer Aaron Boone is going to remain the Yankees head coach. Uh, I had a friend that I spoke to diehard Yankee fan uh, said that he's curious to see how long Cashman is going to remain GM after all this. And I was like, that's going to be the hard, the hard one to get rid of because of all the moves that he made to get people there. But in recent memory, Cashman hasn't really done Cashman like moves as we've known. So I'm kind of curious to see what happens there. Uh, I, I am interested to see uh, what's going to happen with training camps as, uh, as, as they're coming down to an end and, and who's making the roster and what's going on from there, signings and so on and so forth. Uh, so that's, that's kind of my, uh, kind of my, uh, what I'm looking forward to, I'd say. How about yeah, you, sir? Boone's, talking all the the right things and he, he always does i mean he said the team's got to step it up right now we're going to find out what character we're made of mm-hmm. we're clearly yeah. in the midst of incredible tough times we faced it throughout the season and we're going to find out what we're made of and if we're the team that we think we are so well i i mean i uh <laughs> i think i think cash has a little more clout i i think so as well at this point i, I don't think, so think well. either of them are going to be gone in the middle of the season though I I will say that for sure for Cashman. I will yeah. not say that for sure for Boone. Um, I I do. I, I speaking to that same person uh, about what was going on. Uh, I he was also one of the people to come at me and say, "You're a diehard Yankees fan, and you're not choosing them to be in the World Series." And I said, "I love my team, but when it comes to me being realistic, I'm not just going to go for my team and be." Uh, you know, all gun hole. So I, I text him uh, and I said, so do you want to revisit that conversation about my uh, world series picks? And he was just like, yeah, I was like, I said, I don't, I don't believe in the Yankees offense. I don't believe here's why Sam, I guess to, to kind of close this out. Here's why I don't believe in their offense is because they still have Gene Carlo as, and, and a guy that they rely on so much for offense and he can't even rely on his own body um, that he's a, he's a big detriment to that team. Cause it's either home run or nothing. <laughs> like that's literally, well, it's a lot of, of league, but yeah, yeah, it is a lot of league, but that's been him his whole yeah. career. Oh no, totally. Yeah. You're a hundred percent right. I'm not a fan of, wasn't a fan of that move, but no. when you get him for nothing. Yeah. Well, I mean, Jeter, that was a great move for him. Oh, another thing I'm, look, I'm looking forward to, it's not this week, but uh, they announced that the uh, 2020 class will be inducted in September. Uh, Sam, we got to find some way to get some tickets to go see Jeter get uh Well, it's, I think it's free. You just show up on the lawn. but like Okay, so we got to be there early is what you're saying. Like yeah, camp people out. camp out and yeah. stuff like that. It was I know it was crazy. The last New Yorker to, or New York player to get in was Mo, Mo. and it was nuts there, so. Jeter, it's gonna be yeah, really crazy. But yeah, I'm I don't know what weekend that is. Uh they moved it to. I saw they moved it. So I'll um, give you yeah, let's figure that out. Yep. All right. You you did you have anything that you look at? Man, I'm good. I uh I'm good. good. It's Monday. It's uh it's Monday night as we're recording this, so you're gonna hear this on the 15th. Thank you so much for listening to the Chasing Points podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you. Whether it's Stitcher or iHeart uh, radio app or, or whether it's uh you know, Apple 
Spotify. Thank you so much. Tell your friends, leave us a, a great review on Apple. It goes a long way to help us. Um, we have a website coming soon. It's going to be dope. And uh, that's pretty much it. Thank you so much for listening. On behalf of Brandon, my name is Sam. Until uh, next time, peace. Sam, normally I have uh, something off the top of my head uh, to give the lovely folks this week. And Heartache shots. surprisingly, I don't have anything. I'm lying. I always have something. Come on, guys. Did you really think I didn't have anything? Christ. Oh, gosh. Uh, so for those that uh, have a, a uh, pup or maybe walk somebody's pup, uh, there's a little plastic invention. And I know we're getting rid of a lot of plastic things so we can save the turtles and, and you know, we need the turtles to live and all the good stuff. Right. Um, but if you're going to walk somebody's dog or walk your own dog down the street and you're going to allow your dog to defecate in front of your neighbor's house, just do me one solid and pick the shit up. Literally. I just need you to pick it up because it's not your house. Because what I will do if you let it happen in front of my house is I will pick it up with a little shovel and I will put it on your lawn and I will build the pile and it basically will become a, a own shit sandcastle for you to see over and over again. The reason why I'm sharing this with you is because my neighbor has done this and I have made sure to return it to him because he is the rightful owner of this poo poo land or poo poo palace, as I would like to call it. So here you all are. Enjoy yourself. Remember, clean it up. Bye. <laughs>